The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, 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 here we are again, here to talk about some football, here to talk about Newcastle United. Same shit, different pod. (laughs) Same fucking shit, different (laughs) podcast. Oh my God. Do we even want to talk about the fucking result? No. Nah. No? Okay, clean sweep. What the fuck else are we going to talk about, like? Don't know, I just put the Wolves one on, the preview. It pretty. <laughs> Get it over <laughs> just goes, uh, it goes straight straight into the opponent review. Might have to at this stage. Like it was just absolutely shocking, wasn't it? Uh, really bad. Just there was no no desire from the whole game. Really, was there? I mean, first up, did uh, did anyone pay fifteen pounds to for the pleasure of watching it? Nope. No, I did watch it. I went it. to a pub. Yeah, I went to a pub. I did watch it, but I didn't pay for that. How do you watch shite. it? Like if you didn't pay, magic. Magic, okay. Mm. 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 Nothing illegal. Nothing illegal. Uh, <laughs> that's the bullshit. That's the bullshit alarm, by the way. Um, yeah, I watched it at a pub. I think that's probably the best way to do it because I can get drunk and then I don't really have to watch all that much because I'm mean, wasted it, by the end of it. If we were allowed out to the pub with each other, then uh, then yeah, we might we might have done the same. But... Oh, that's cute. Do you miss each other? Like, I see him through a window. Yeah. He doesn't see me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to be fair, it was all shaping up quite nicely, wasn't it? I mean, a goal after three minutes, Emil Kraft bombing it down the right-hand side, flicks it in, Luke Shaw, the little fatty bumbalatty, puts it into <laughs> their own net. Um, then we're all right for a bit, and then they score. That was great. Who scored their first goal? Don't even care. Um, they brought it back to 1-1. And then I'm pretty sure it was after that that Carl Darlow, who's sharp becoming England's best goalkeeper, by the way, saved a penalty from Bruno Fernandes, who I don't think has actually missed one yet for Man United. Uh, no, he hasn't, no. Well, now he has, the little penis. Um, Carl Darlow steps up, saves it. But uh, yeah, it was all in vain. But at least we made it to like 80 minutes and then all the shit hit the fan. You're not right until um, about four, up to like the... Just before the break, I think we had a good little dangerous spell, in spells. about 10, yeah. 15 minutes. And then after 45, it was basically Bruce's like, lads, we've got it here. We've got a point in the bag. Let's just sit for 45 minutes. And then it just all went to pop. Well, the last the last 10 minutes was just dreadful. I mean, I, I switched off 
it when it was 3-1 because I thought, well, that's it. <laughs> and then another goal goes mm. in. So I was like, ah, brilliant, fantastic. Well, yeah, again, he shits himself and too late on makes the changes. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was rest, yeah, completely resting on his laurels. Again, rigid formation, rigid team, not willing to go out there and, and get after the three points. He's happy to settle if he can for the one. Mm. And yeah, it's come back to, to bite us in the arse. And we've ended ended the game 4-1 down. Bruce Mann in his after-game, or sorry, post-game interview, whatever, uh, talking all about how we were in it up until the 80th minute or we were in it up until really late. It doesn't fucking matter if you're in it. Matter what, you know, you've got to do something. You've got to go out there and get it. It doesn't matter if you're in it retrospectively. If you retrospectively look at the game and go, uh, yeah, we were in it up until like the 89th minute, but then they scored in the 90th, and then we lost like... Shut up, man! <laughs> Fucking idiot! <laughs> say something insightful. Say something proactive. Like, say you're going to change things around. Like, fucking do something. I'd, I'd rather him just sit there. there. Go on, go on, Gray. I don't think Bruce understand, understands the word change because uh, he seems very reluctant to change anything. I was all I was all on board the fucking Bruce boat earlier in the season when he was getting results. How fickle are we? <sighs> fucking get him out now, man! I was just going to say I'd rather him stand there and go, you know what? I've fucked up. That was all my tactics for that Manchester United game. I'd rather, I'd have more respect for him doing that than going, oh, well, we were in it. Mm. We were technically he, he, we were he, in it. Didn't do if nothing. He, if he says we're fucked because of his tactics, then like, he's, he's, got no, he's got no other tactics up his sleeve, has he? So, uh, but then it, yeah. it is sort of show that he might be thinking about some sort of change, being like, oh, it's on me, but I'll try and do something different about it next time when we play opposition. Have the I, same I don't. Yeah, I don't even see the point in post-match interviews, to be honest. Because what do what do managers actually say? Like you got Mourinho coming out all the time after like the three-three and going use football. So what does that tell anyone? <laughs> uh, at the end use of the football. day, at the end of the day, we uh, yeah, we just didn't win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we didn't do oh, very at the end well, of the day, yeah, well, yeah. Try better in the next one, yeah? Well, shut up, you tarts. Like, just <laughs> fucking get on with it. I'd want to be straight back on the fucking training pitch, trying to right the wrongs, get them in, in the analysis room, say, right, what happened? How can we build on it? It's all good them saying, how can we fucking build on it? But they never change anything, do they? No. Here's a question for you. I think the time has come. Obviously, I think the, the mass feel amongst the Newcastle United fans that... Bruce's days are numbered as manager. Is there anyone out there at the minute that you would like to come in and see manage the club after Bruce? Eddie Howe's free at the minute, isn't he? He is free, yes. But is he the man to take us on to the next level? Is Pochettino not about? <laughs> I mean, Is he going to come? I know who I'd prefer. I mean, we don't have that Saudi money anymore, do we? That's, uh, that's all the allure gone. Um, I think... How is probably within more within our price range. I think again, how would maybe stop our sinking ship. It would maybe try and redirect it back towards the surface, and then we can maybe try and go from there. But it's only going to be worse with Bruce in charge. I feel. Yeah, I mean, I'd love it. I'd love a Pochettino. I'd even be happy with a How because it's just anyone that's not Steve Bruce. Um, we've spoken about it to death, like, but. It's all good having seven points on the board so far, which isn't a bad return. It's not the worst, but the performances on the pitch massively outweigh the points on the board. It's just not reflective at all of a good start to the season. It doesn't feel like it. We're going to every match thinking we're going to get spanked. Admittedly, after speaking to Jack from the Man United podcast last week, I had a bit of hope just because they were on such a bad run of form. 
Um, but of course, my uh, my optimism was uh, was misplaced uh, as fucking usual. Like, um, should we just leave yeah, the past in the past and move on? Yeah, absolutely. It's just going to fucking wind me up even more yeah. if I keep talking about it. Right, this podcast we're going straight into it that time. Not who fluffing around with uh, intros and all that little prelude there. Just going to go straight into our opponent review now. We were kindly joined by Adam from Wolves Fancast. He is here to speak to us about Wolves' season so far and give us predictions for the weekend. How it? And and I'll tell you honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Okay, if you don't know already, our hosts this weekend are Wolves or Wolverhampton Wanderers. And um, we're playing them on Sunday evening, I believe. And for this week's opponent review, we're very pleased to be joined by Adam from Wolves Fancast. Hello, Adam. How are you, lads? You all right? He's trying to ingratiate himself with the locals. That's fine. That's fine. I'll get on board early doors and I'll burn my bridges as the cog goes on. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't expect any less. Um, well, yeah, it's great to have you on. Thanks very much for joining us. How are you feeling? Very good. After uh, three points against Leeds for for Wolves. So I'm very, very happy indeed. Excellent. Well, yeah, Adam's kindly offered to join us and give us his thoughts as a Wolves fan. Obviously, this is the opponent review section of the podcast. So he's going to share his thoughts in the run-up to the game. But I guess to kick off, you're currently sixth in the table. You've got nine points out of 15. What are your thoughts on your performance so far this season? Well, do you know what? I mean... Uh... This season has already been been described by some fans as being a quote unquote transitional season, and it's I've always thought it was a bit premature to describe it as such. And I think one a couple of the reasons why some of the fans have have said that is because of the changes to the squad as a whole. So obviously, you probably noticed it yourself during the during the course of, of the summer transfer window that we we sold Matt Doherty to Spurs, we sold. Jogo Jota to Liverpool, um, and they were actually quite. They were met with quite contrasting reactions. Really, Doherty. A lot of people were surprised about, but some people accepted the fact that, given his age, and he's just he's just given us his best season. Now, potentially, might be a, a good time to, to to sell him on. Um, even though, in my eyes, fifteen million pound was still criminally low to to, to sell him for, and then with Jota. A lot of people were quite up in arms about that. Um, they were selling him, and but even more so because Nuno was actually willing to let him go, as as we found out after the event. Um, he'd actually been quite indifferent post lockdown, so for us to get a forty million pound deal out of him was was fantastic for the financial side. And then we've replaced them with uh, Fabio Silva, a, a young lad. He's Portuguese. Would you would you believe <laughs> Portuguese, the eighteen year old striker from from Porto? who, and I don't want to be one of those people who compares him to the world-class players, but the Port- the Portuguese journalists have said his stats were comparable to Ronaldo of his age. And I'm, I'm going to... Oh, I'm going to, I'm going he's to, done it. I'm going to cut, he's gone for I know, it. I know, <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm, going to have to, I'm going to cut the comparison short there because the, any sane person, you know, would have to just say, we'll leave it there. He's not going to compare him to Ronaldo. And then we, we plundered Barcelona for Nelson Semedo as the uh, Matt Doherty replacement. And you, it, must, it says something when... You sell you, you sell a right back for fifteen, and then you just go and decide to cherry pick Barcelona's first choice right back as a replacement. So he's but he's obviously still getting up to speed with the English game and, and into our system. And going back to why I say it was a transitional season is because we've had a bit of a 
you know, a bit of a change around with players. Nuno himself has openly said we're looking to move away from a more counter-attacking style to uh, more of a style that dictates the play. And I can't profess to say that we're there yet with this this new style of play because it's been a bit of a, a mishmash so far. So you, you you quite rightly say that we've we've got um, sort of three wins out of the five, nine points out of fifteen so far. I'm not for one minute going to say that it's been convincing because it, it, it really hasn't. We played Man City. We, we lost to them, which obviously is no disgrace. But the, the one result that really made everyone in the Wolves part of the world sit up and take notice was when West Ham absolutely smashed us mm. 4-0. And that's never, that's never a good thing when West Ham completely play off the park. <laughs> Um, so that yeah, that really... we smoke we smoke them two nil. So they can't be that good, really, can they? So that de facto, de facto, does that make you better than us? I don't know. Well, uh, it depends how you take it. Yeah, but I think it's a, it's not to cut you off, but I think it's a it's a really good point touching on the performances themselves rather than the results. Because if you're looking at Newcastle at the minute, we've got seven points out of fifteen. That's two wins and a draw. It's not a bad start to the season. But our performances have been absolutely shocking. Obviously, when when we haven't won, sorry, when we've lost or when we've drawn, the poor, but the performances have been shite. So against uh, you know against Man United this weekend, um, we were in the game as Stevie Bruce said up until what ten minutes to go, one one, saved a penalty, end up losing it four one. <laughs> Just no desire from the team. It's um it's touching on. Yeah, it's it's the performances over the results for us. Um, I think the points on the board tell a different story to what we're actually seeing on the pitch. So would you say that's kind of similar to what's going on at Wolves at the minute, even though you're, you're two points better to the good than us? It is, yeah. And I, I guess I can't say that we're playing shit, but we're not. We're definitely not up to <laughs> we speed. Are. <laughs> well, well we, we are. We, I mean, we, we, we're not. We, we just we're just acclimatising to this new way of playing which I, I, I don't even know what that is yet to be honest, to be honest we have not saw any evidence of it so after West Ham completely pumped us we we like we scraped a one nil win against Fulham which you know made convinced absolutely no one of a Wolverhampton um allegiance that you know we're going in the right direction because it, at the end of the day it's Fulham and they're shit at the minute and then we played Leeds yesterday and for the first half I say yesterday. I don't want to make it time sensitive. We play. We played Leeds recently, and um, yeah, they first half they were pretty much all over us, to be honest. And then second half, we get into the game a bit more. But you probably know from if you, when you look at Wolves, that there's two versions of us. There's a first half version, and then the second half version. And the first half version just don't score goals and don't really do much. In fact. When when we play you guys, I might just tune in from half time onwards. To be honest, I'm, there might not be any point in watching the first half because I'll probably bet my house and all of your houses that it'll probably be nil nil at half time. To, to be honest, because nothing really happens in the first half of a Wolves game, and then second half, like it's just like this this switch gets flicked, or it's like when you're playing FIFA or Pro Evolution, whatever your allegiance is, and then in the second half you kind of lean forward and actually start to play properly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's that's, is, what, that's what Wolves do. Is that usually when Traore comes off the bench, though? You're a number one impact. Oil, surf. Oiled up off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Get the Vaseline ready, lads. Oh, you, you know what? You know, there's um, in lockdown when there was no toilet rolls left. There's no, there's, there's never any Vaseline left in Wolverhampton because Traore got it all. <laughs> you can't get me. <laughs> Body oil, Vaseline. You forget about it. Traore got it. 
<laughs> but he, yeah, I mean, at the minute, his role is kind of the impact sub at the minute. And I imagine if you're a player, you would hate to have that tag because you want to be playing the game, especially when you've got the attributes that, mm. that he's got. I mean, his legs are as wide as me completely <laughs> and, and, his, and his arms. He's just a ridiculous specimen of a human being. And he's got the pace, the power, he's got the dribbling. So you think, well, why isn't he starting? But it just seems at the moment his role is, and it's a bit of a cliche, after 60, 70 minutes, bring him on when the fullback's knackered, as if we all expect fullbacks to only ever have 60 <laughs> minutes worth of fitness in them <laughs> for each game. With with Wolves fans, and you might be the same as Newcastle fans, you can't ever really seem to escape a degree of negativity at any given point in the season or in our lives. <laughs> and then at the minute, yeah, we are, we are, some Wolves fans are still a bit negative. I think it's, a, it is ingrained in us, to be fair, from, from years gone by. So whenever we do hit a snag, i.e. the West Ham game, we think that everything's all going to fall apart. We think that's it. We've had our, we've had our fun last year. Mendes is going to sell all our players. Fosun are going to completely rename the team to Wolverhampton Dragons and they, we're going to move off to a, <laughs> a stadium outside the city centre or something. But no, like like I say, it, it's not been convincing, but we are putting the, we are putting the points on the board at the moment. Granted, we're only five games in. You've just mentioned there like a bit earlier on, since it's a bit of a transitional season, etc. Who makes m- most of the calls for this, uh, do you reckon? Is it the owners or is it Nuno himself? So Wolves, the club, is built entirely around... Nuno's image and what and what he wants. They're all friends at Wolves. Nuno, uh, Mendes, uh, Jeff Shear, uh, Chairman Foson. They're all like, personal friends. So I think essentially whatever Nuno wants, and I mean within reason, Foson will will make try to damn this to to make it happen for him. And I think it's kind of a reason as to why Nuno's for the time being has has rejected any overtures from any other clubs. I remember. It was about 12, 18 months ago, there was rumours that Arsenal were really sniffing around him, I think, before Arteta got the job. We all thought, there's a lot of people who thought he might go, but me personally, I'd never for once worried for one second that he would go. And that's because if he goes to a bigger club at the moment, he would just become another little cog in, in the wheel and he wouldn't get as much autonomy as he does at Wolves. At Wolves, basically, he, he is... The head honcho, he just he just calls the shots, and luckily the players have have bought into to his system, his way his way of working. You, you listen to what our players say about Nuno; they absolutely adore the man. That they, they they hang off every word that that he says, and it obviously it helps the fact that we've pretty much been on an upward trajectory ever since he came in just over three years ago. So Foson, at the end of the day, they are an investment company. So they do like to see returns on the players that they buy. And if you notice, we only really tend to buy young up-and-coming players that will have a, a resale value. The only real exception to that, I'd say, would be Raul Jimenez. And mm-hmm. obviously, we won't escape your knowledge that we buy pretty much Portuguese players. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard as a Newcastle fan not to be a little bit jealous. You sitting here telling us about how well-run your club is and how well-funded <laughs> you are. And you've got a, you know, a manager that the fans can get behind and you bring in all this talent. From an outsider looking in, it seems like you've got a perfect setup. What what are the aspirations for your club? Do you think challenge for the title? You know, are you going for Champions League? What would you be happy with? Yeah, so if, if Nuno was here right now, he would he would all he would say is it's just 
it's just the next game and that it always it always something that riles the fans up because you think oh come on tell, tell us what you want tell us what you what you really want um uh, but mm. for fans i mean we've had we've had that little slice of the, of the european pie because we, we we got it last year so we we managed to get into the europa league through through man city absolutely pumping watford in the fa cup final so but we had to, we started right at the beginning of europe i mean we were playing a team from Northern Ireland in one of the first qualifying rounds of, of the Europa League, but we had a we had a great season in Europa League, and it's kind of it's really whetted the appetite for Wolves fans to get back to that. Admittedly, you know, given the times that we're in at the minute, that's nothing that, that any any fan can enjoy and, and go to games. But that's what our, our aspirations are essentially. Given the players that we've got, we we have to be in Europe now, and it's it's a massive culture shift from from when we've got promoted before and we just we'd just be happy finishing 17th and staying up on the last day of the season we take that all day long but <laughs> ne- but now you know our, our, our aspirations are, are so much higher and and it's purely because of the caliber of player that we brought in right from the get-go I mean we've had Neves the Neveses and Jotas of this world when we were in the championship which everyone thought was quite frankly ridiculous and then you know it's, it's never been known. A, a team that's got promoted just goes and gets Portugal's number one goalkeeper and go, go and gets Matinho, who's a, like a living Portuguese legend. It has forced fans, I say forced, but it has made fans to, to shift their aspirations, kind of looking up the table a bit more because you look at our squad and you think, well, no, we, we can't really be happy in just existing in the bottom half of the table. We've got the players and the manager and the setup to go further. A lot of fans were disappointed that we missed out on on Europe the back end of last season because it was kind of a, we kind of did it to ourselves really sort of post lockdown we had some games where we were absolutely terrible and I'm thinking of games against Sheffield United and Burnley where we threw away threw away points and, and we still could have it, it, it was still in our hands we still could have made sixth on the last game of last season we had to play Chelsea and we just we didn't turn up and Spurs managed to sneak in and get sixth mm. place so this year we're back to just a league only campaign and the way a lot of us are looking at it is that, and again, it's a horrible cliche and one that was thrown at us last year. But kind of we kind of concentrate on the league this year as just you know we've got we've got no Euro again distractions. I'm doing air quotations. You can't see me. When I, you, can't, you can't see me when I say that. But <laughs> yeah, Euro, yeah, yeah. Euro distractions <laughs> because and, and the reason tactical. Yeah, yeah and, and the reason what I mean, Wolves fans last season got um, got a bit fed up with that being levelled at us about, you know, we'll, we won't do well in the league because we've got the Europa League. It was also bullshit, if I'm honest, because we used the Europa League campaign as a springboard to help our, um, our league campaign. Mm. You know, it, it didn't really affect us. I mean, we had a monumental amount of games. I think I think we're on record now last season as being the longest season in English football because it lasted about 13 months, obviously due to the lockdown. Mad. And so, so, yeah, this year we, we've just got to get, I'm going to say, should be top six minimum. We've got we've got the squad. No pressure. I know, I know. I know. Don't you're not you're not saving this podcast, are you? <laughs> From what, what, <laughs> yeah. what you said, <laughs> we'll, go, we'll hold you to. We'll be back in touch at the end of the season. But yeah, I mean, that's what that's what we should be looking at because the quality of players that we've got now and where these players should be, that they themselves need to get into top six because I fear that if we don't get into the Euro positions again this year. The players such as Ru Patricio, Ruben Neves, certainly like Raul Jimenez, they're, they're not going to hang around. They're, they're, they're going to be off. Mm. They're, they're going to want to have European football. I would say top six minimum with an eye to, to mounting a challenge for that top four. 
Yeah, well, it looks like you've got Aston Villa to uh, to battle with yeah. in the top four positions at the minute, having an absolute stormer to the start of the season. Don't get me started. I'm also going to... Yeah, well, actually, could be a good topic of conversation. It's, it's like us talking about Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> it would be really good to get your thoughts on our squad and what you think of some of our players ahead of the game on Sunday. Before I do that, though, I was obviously listening to your latest podcast today of my lunch break. I'm pretty sure... I heard one of your colleagues, one of your mates, refer to Alan San Maxima as the Diet Coke version of Adama Traore. Please expand. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel as if I need to have like um, a whiteboard with diagrams on it to, to, to explain <laughs> on, on Luke's behalf. I think that was. I feel like I'm throwing you under the bus a little bit, but uh, yeah, it just if that's kind of where your guys' heads are, obviously he's an absolute talisman for us, and you know we're really hoping he's had a couple of good games this season so far, but we're really hoping for him to kind of kick on. To the next level i think it's a it's quite a good comparison they're very different in maybe stature and physique but they're both quick low center of gravity it'd be good to see a bit of a showdown between asm and traore at the weekend i think it's because they seem to play something of a similar role in in both mm. of their teams and albeit you know as we mentioned earlier that sort of traore has gone back to an impact sub role at the minute and i know saint maximan's kind of like your Correct me if I'm wrong, but probably your star guy at the, at the moment, isn't he? Because anything that happens uh, on, well, on, on the paper pitch comes yeah. through comes through Saint Maximan, doesn't it? He's obviously your your danger man, and also I think Ryan Fraser's pretty pretty tricky player, but I don't think he's up to speed. He never gets it? on the fucking pitch. No, <laughs> Brucey never. Brucey brings them on in about the 85th minute. Just absolutely pointless. But like, yeah, like you said, don't get me started. I'll just uh, I'll I'll go off on you. <laughs> I mean, the one thing that one thing that's always. I mean, you, you were talking earlier um, about your striking options, and one thing that always baffled me with Newcastle is when. Obviously, you went from Benitez to Bruce, and there was a time when I don't think Rafa, the man from Sports Direct, never gave Rafa any any money, did he? And then suddenly he finds no. forty million to get this guy Joe from Linton for, for Brucey, <laughs> and um, obviously that's not really paid off, as it to be to be honest, by the looks of it, because I think he's not really banging in the goals for you. But I think Callum Wilson is is a, a sound signing for you and he's one that Wolves looked at quite a few years ago um, when he was at Coventry when we were in the doldrums of League One but we unfortunately went to sign his strike partner instead Leon Clark and he was absolute shit <laughs> <laughs> it seems that you've been like solid if unspectacular with with the, the signings you've made and you've got you know you've got Callum Wilson in Jamal Lewis Jeff Hendrick and Ryan Fraser on freeze and I'm obviously I'm not I'm not privy to know what the squad needed or what you know what what was priority positions for you guys in the summer but it seems as though it's it's, it's solid I, I don't really I don't see you guys fighting relegation this year to be honest I think that you'll just be one of those teams in, in the numbers in the middle of the table but tell me if I'm wildly wrong uh, no, I think we'll be quite happy with a, a, a 10th place finish or 9th. Uh, fuck, let's go for 6th, shall we? <laughs> I don't think we're going to be anywhere near that high. We just need to beat the three worst teams <laughs> and just, and just call much. it a day on the 2020-21 season. To Alain Saint-Maxima again, doing what he does best, running at players. And he's still going here! Stunning! And surely a winner this time! You just really hope that you'll get an Alain Saint-Maxima going back to him like a Burnley, Alan Saint-Maximin, like the bloke that turned up against Burnley and completely dominated the game. And he was our, you know, he was our main threat. He was the main guy, as opposed to Brighton, Alan Saint-Maximin, who got himself turned inside out by Tariq Lamptey, pretty much had to fake an injury so they could take him off someone else. Oh These are our danger men and they're just not performing, but 
I think a lot of it comes down to the system Bruce plays. Um, and again, without going into too much detail, you'll probably see it for yourself on Sunday. It's really rigid. He doesn't adapt to the team he's playing, I don't feel, which leaves major gaps to be exploited for opposition. We are like leading the stats for long balls so far this season. Uh, that's not the way Callum Wilson's going to score goals. Like he needs good service coming in from either wing or straight through the middle through, I don't know whether it's you play Almiron in like a number 10 role or you've got Hayden and Shelby slotting the ball through. You've got Fraser and Sam Maxima firing the balls in from the wings. That's the way you're going to get goals. Not from fucking Federico Fernandez or Jamal Lascelles pumping it up from the centre half position. You shocked me there, Steve Bruce, with long ball tactics. <laughs> oh my god! I think, I think what you should do is for the first because you said nothing happens with Wolves in the first half. Watch through the eyes of a Newcastle fan as for the first forty-five <laughs> minutes, and just and yeah. just just like revel in the amount of frustration you'll have. It's it's really something. Well, if maybe if uh, if Alison Maximan has some full fat cokes prior to the game, bit <laughs> <laughs> <Good> energy, a <laughs> bit of energy, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, uh, when you talked earlier about um, being a bit jealous of Wolves and and have the owners, you must be tearing your hair out, to be honest, with all the, the failed takeover full storms that that you guys mm-hmm. have had, and yep. this this latest one. Th- weren't these weren't these guys who are going to take her over going to be even richer than City's owners? And oh, we we were on track to become the richest club in the world, yeah. But um, every it's funny that isn't it? Everyone that talks to us wants to talk about the takeover. It's weird, that, isn't <laughs> I mean, it? What, what you need what you need is you need to try and t- tap up some. Someone like Jeff Bezos and get Amazon to take you over. Oh, yeah, too right. Bill Gates, come on, man. <laughs> drop, drop some coin. A majestic finish, and Newcastle have stunned Molyneux. Bit of a bone to pick with you, Adam. Not to throw you under the bus. This is more aimed at your uh, your good pals, Ben and Luke. But I was listening to your podcast today from the Leeds game, did a bit of an opponent review on yours, and if you were playing a game of like wind Newcastle fans at bingo, <laughs> I think you pretty much got a full house. Um, I'll have to listen to it. Don't, it'll just wind you up. But yeah, it's it's quite funny. Like someone mentioned, you know, Newcastle being a great away day. And, you know, we like to think we're a fun club. The city revolves around the football club. It's the lifeblood. I don't think a lot of people realise that when they're not a one-club city, you know what I mean? I know you guys, obviously, you know, you, you have lots of teams around you, but we've just got no competition at where we are. There's no other team to support, so everything goes through Newcastle United. Whether we are the most self-entitled fan base on the planet, I don't know. Um, <laughs> might need to speak to, to Ben about that at some point. But, uh, yeah, it's it's really frustrating for us. We have all these aspirations. We want to be this huge club. We've got the support to back it up. And someone else said, like, if we were relegated to League 2, We'd still fill a stadium. Like we've recorded the highest, I think, highest championship attendances ever. The support's there. It's just the results on the pitch aren't there to back it up. And that's why we get so frustrated. I don't think there's any kind of entitlement. We don't expect to be like top four. We just want good football. We just want to go and enjoy a fucking football match. (laughs) <laughs> which is re- just really difficult to do at the minute. Of the last 15 seasons or so, I think we've been in the Premier League for 13 of those. We've won the Intertoto Cup. Hello. Scenes. Intertoto Cup. Scenes. Hello. <laughs> we got to the semi-finals of the Intertoto Cup. We got to the quarterfinals of the Europa League. 
Um, we've had a really consistent run in the Premiership. And also, you were invited to the Asia Trophy last year as well. Only the big teams get invited to that. <laughs> and only the big teams win it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it might be good to talk about the actual like the actual game and get your predictions and your thoughts for what is going to go down. I think as I probably already previously mentioned, I don't I don't really see this being any sort of a slobber knocker or you know how at the minute um <laughs> you know how at the minute all like there's goals left, right and centre uh, in the Premier League at the moment because everyone seemingly has forgotten how to defend. Well, we're not gonna get that. We are absolutely one hundred percent not gonna get that. I guarantee you. Wolves games generally don't tend to involve that many goals because we are a little bit dull, if I'm honest. I mean, we we are not, we're not great. I will I will see how much money I can put on a half time bet of it being nil nil because that's what it's going to be. And then second half, I just see becoming a bit, a bit more expansive that, again because mm. that, that's that's how we play. I think it, I was looking over the last sort of games that we've had with you guys, and there've been a, a couple of one one draws. Uh, last season, I don't think the game was anything to, to write home about, and I think we'll see what was that when uh, was that when Bolly just pushed Dubravka into goal? I thought that might come up. Um, yeah, that funny was... that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're still a little bit bitter about that one because it was just a blatant foul, and Bolly should be in prison right now. Funnily <laughs> um... <laughs> enough, I, I work at my work. I sit next to or sit by a Newcastle fan, and that, and that season he was, spitting, he was spitting feathers at me because we, I think when we played at St James's, Doherty scored like a late a late goal to make it 2-1 and then yeah that game at, oh, <laughs> that, yeah. that game at home where Bolly yeah, you're doing us do yeah he did the, did the dirty on you big time really I mean I was expecting it to be not chalked off or something I was like oh no they're actually so, they're actually yeah, stand. so were we <laughs> <laughs> we're praying for it to be fucking chalked off it was uh yeah travesty but you know the look kind of swings in roundabouts like we we got some would say quite lucky against Tottenham a few games ago to get that penalty. I think it's fully deserved. And I don't know what Jamie Carragher's going on about. Still got to put in a pick with him. <laughs> but it's just football, isn't it? The way these things work. Um, exactly. And yeah. I just I just see the game being low scoring. I'm no surprises to think that, from my point of view, that I think that Wolves will win. A pretty uninspiring choice, but I think it will be 1-0 Jimenez. Grey, what do you reckon? You're usually king of king of predictions. Uh, well, I I think you well you mentioned the two games last year, and if I was a Newcastle player, I'd be wanting to show a bit of a, a bit of a response given the, the way those two games ended, uh, and I'm mm-hmm. quietly confident that we might nick nick oh, three points yeah. here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but our defense is woeful, so I reckon yeah, I'd probably say two one to the tune. Two one to the tune. I think we're due a good result. What do you reckon, Hodge? Uh yeah nah <laughs> I think um <laughs> I think I think you're gonna pick big holes in us I think what we'll do is start start off with a standard four four two again lump balls forward have nothing going for us you're gonna definitely play us off the park you're gonna hold way more possession I think you're gonna make something out of it with the talent that you have so I think Jimenez will score at least two and I think it'll end three nil to Wolves personally Jesus Whoa. look what you've done to him Adam for fuck's sake <laughs> it's, it's not He's it's, usually it's the not Adam it's Bruce it's all I know, Bruce I know, I know now I'm kind of hoping that if I go into it like really sceptical, I can only be pleasantly surprised. So I'm going to go for a 1-0 victory for the tune in just the sheer fucking hope that we can bag ourselves a result. It's the hope that um, kills you. It is. Well, every I mean, that should be our club mantra. That, that actually should be. That'll be the name of this episode, I think. 
it's the hope that fucking kills you. Yes, <laughs> for that good input. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's been great speaking to you, Adam. I think that's a good point to wrap it up, but want to give you the chance to maybe talk about your fancast or podcast a little bit more, sell yourself, tell people what they can expect from, from Wolves fancast. Well, I mean, um, we're quite, quite a long running podcast, really. We, uh, we started out about 13 years ago. Just as as most podcasts do, really, just at someone's dining table or kitchen table, a group of lads with a microphone, and just doing what we doing what we love doing, just chatting shit about wolves. Uh, to be honest, and it's just <laughs> it's just grown grown over time. And you know you're doing well when uh, the haters on Twitter call you a group of virgins in your mom's in your mom's <laughs> mom's dining room doing a podcast. <laughs> Fact, What's wrong with being a virgin who does a podcast? Well, we were we, we, we going to la- launch a line of merchandise with that on as well. <laughs> <laughs> Gray, you're a virgin, aren't you? Because <laughs> no, nope, nothing. Sounds like there's no comment from that. Every time he he cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> I can't. Sorry, rudely interrupted you there with another insult aimed at Gray. You carry on, Adam. It's, it sounds like Gray's the uh, the punching bag of this podcast. <laughs> He's yep. the, he's the punching bag of our friendship group, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's just it's, yeah, his podcast has just grown over time, and I'm quite fortunate to have you know had some interactions with with uh, players uh, from the club. We've been privileged enough to go to some some of the awards nights. It's just been great, really, just just to over the years build it up. And we started off on on Twitter and Facebook, but we've now expanded into Instagram and and most recently on YouTube. So. If you do ever want to see all the nonsense we put out on Twitter, it's at WWFC Fancast. Uh, on Insta, it's Wolves underscore Fancast. And as I say, we've just launched um, a YouTube channel. There's not much on there at the minute, but we're putting new content on there all the time. Just search for Wolves Fancast on, on YouTube. You'll, you'll find us on there. Fucking hell, they're putting us to shame then, aren't they, lads? Jesus, <laughs> need to step our games up a little bit. Um, but that's also good. Because all the really angry Newcastle fans are now going to know exactly where to find you. Come out. Maybe cite it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, start a bit of a debate as to whether Newcastle is a, an irrelevant club. I think that's the last one. It's all just misdirected anger, Adam. I'm so sorry that you've, you've borne the brunt of all that. It's still fresh. It still hurts. I feel like uh, I feel like a politician borne the brunt. <laughs> He's handled it very well. But but yeah, do send our regards to, to the rest of the lads. Not, not Ben and Luke. No, no. <laughs> it's been great talking to you. Really enjoyed it, and good luck with the fan cast and everything that's going on. Thank you. Okay, like a massive thanks to Adam for joining us again. Thought his insight was uh, was really useful. It's filled us with obviously loads of optimism for the weekend. Can't wait to see how that goes. Like, <laughs> but without dwelling on that too much, Hodgy, I believe. You might have a quiz for us. For a change, yes. Oh, <laughs> here we go. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, no, no bollocks about it. I think just straight into it. Mind you, I did have a bit of a thing before, so yeah, maybe scrap that. It can't be a fucking talk of the tune podcast without Hodgie's little jingle, can it? Hodgie's oh, quiz corner, where the questions are always mint. Oh man, I need to get a proper jingle. For I'll get something sorted. I'll go on Fiverr and nah. pay for pay for some. Hell no, I like the rustic feel. The rustic feel. Uh, right, what we're doing today. Well, it's, it's a Wolves-based quiz. How well oh. do you know our opposition? Oh. I've got a little bit of a oh, very. little bit of a fact which I didn't know about Wolves as well. They were founded in 1877 as St. Luke's Football Club, but then merged in 1879 with a local cricket, cricket team called Black and Hall Wanderers to form Wolverhampton Wanderers. There you go. Wait. Right, anyway, question, question one. Let's get straight into it. 
Wolves have played at Molyneux since 1889, but what's the capacity to the nearest thousand? Oh, I think I know this one. Great. I'm going to give you some. Uh, I'm going to give you some thinking time there. I was going to say it about. Loving all these, uh, <laughs> 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 these effects. Yeah, it must be a million. Yeah. I was going to say like 37,000. 37. Any advance on 37,000, Will? Yes, I do. Go on then. Um, I think it is 27,000 or closer to 27,000. No. Oh. Do you just want another guess? Um, Who's yeah, the just... closest? Uh, you're both <laughs> the same distance away. Oh, that's getting a bit away, isn't it? It's 32,050 is their okay. total, total capacity. Okay, Decent so size 20, stadium, sh- stadium, to be fair, isn't it? 20,000 20, shy of our stadium, and we're uh, we're still a small, irrelevant club. But it's fine. So I'm not going to yeah, yeah, I was just about to say, be in the bonnet yeah. much. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Just a small club with 52,000. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, a million followers on Instagram um, and Twitter. You know, it's all that. It's fine. Small club. Fine. Whatever. Carry on. Right. Question. Well, at the end of it all day. <laughs> anyway. Question two. What is Wolves' motto? I've got some multiple choice for you here. So is it oh, yeah. A, stronger is the pack, referring to their nickname of Wolves? Oh. Is it B, out of darkness cometh light, relating to the two primary kit colours, gold and black? Or is it C, hungry like the wolf, Referring to a Duran Duran song, a famous band from Birmingham, na, na, which they changed um, the motto to world. in the eighties. Wait, Gray. Yeah. So is it stronger as the pack, hungry like the wolf, or out of darkness cometh light? To <laughs> say, uh, out of darkness cometh light. Out of darkness cometh light. Um, Will. By default, I'm gonna have to go. Oh, fuck my tunes up now. Oh, I'm panicking now. Uh, the first one. Stronger is the pack. Oh, yeah, stronger is the pack is incorrect. It is out oh, of darkness cometh light. Oh, From well, the colours, well and grey. Point to you. Question three. True or false for you? Last season, Wolves had more Portuguese players in the current first team than most clubs in the Portuguese Premier League. that's a great question true or false so last season Wolves had more Portuguese players in their current first team squad than most Portuguese Premier League teams to have a look at their squad earlier today yeah they've got a hell of a lot of Portuguese players just brought in like two or three more haven't they this this transfer market Um, oh look at that when so much suspense. I love yeah. this little music. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We're going places. I'm going to say true. Time. You're going to go with true, Will? Um, well, just to make it a bit more exciting, I'm going to go for false. It is true. Last season, they had seven. Some games in the Portuguese Premier League had six home nation players in one game. Mad. That's fucking mad. I think the lowest the lowest was um, Porto versus Boa Vista, um, which had like <laughs> just a couple, which is mental. Currently, well, I think it, for this season, Wolves have a could field a full start in eleven with just Portuguese players. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think at one point we had more French people playing for us than the French national team. <laughs> which, uh, try and get your head around that one. <laughs> I mean, one, okay, thing, yeah. one, one thing I found out today about Wolves, which I, I guess... Play for playing in the Premier League to only have three British players. It's a bit of, it's a bit of a shock. 
How do they get yeah, away? Yeah. With, how, how do they get away with all the homegrown players who are yeah, Portuguese? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question four: uh, Nuno Espirito Santo is the current manager at Wolves. Obviously, he was Correct. known as Nuno in his playing days. But what was his position? Oh, I know this one. I'll give you the. He's uh, a I'll goalkeeper. Give you the shot. Ah, oh, he's Gray's been revising, man. What the fuck? I, I actually, I knew, I knew that. Generally knew it. He was a goalkeeper. Yeah, I was going to say, let's just let Hodge confirm we're <laughs> right go, first. No, nope, CDM. <laughs> yeah, no, he was a goalkeeper. Question five. This is another true, true or false. This is the last question, by the way. Um, boring cup fixtures. Newcastle have only played against Wolves in the top flight division of England. Hmm. So true or false. Boring cup fixtures. Newcastle have only played against Wolves in the top flight division of England. Where have you found these questions? They're absolute belters. I, honestly, I, I know. I just thought of these ones up. I've been on Wikipedia trolling through stuff. Like, <laughs> well, you haven't. I know you're lying. I have. I've uh, been credit to you. These questions are top. Not why not being responded to a WhatsApp group then? I have. You liar. Um, right. So, barring cup competitions, what was that? We've never faced wolves outside the top flight. Never faced them. That's got to be false. Like the two years we in the championship. Did they, were they? I mean, were they in the Premier League? This big club that we call Wolverhampton Wanderers for the last fifteen seasons have spent nine of them in the Championship and one of them in League One. But yeah, not that big. Um, I don't know. Actually, I would have gone like true, but I've forgotten what the question is. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure we played them. Uh, Cup competitions. I said barring cup fixtures. Yeah, barring cup competitions, you bumber club. Um, I'd say I'd go for the one that results in us, yes, having played them outside the Premier League. So I reckon we've faced them in, oh, actually. Oh, fuck's sake. I'm going to go, yes, we have faced them outside of the Premiership. Um, I said the same. Yep, we faced them outside the Premiership in 2016 season in the Championship, uh, and there's been loads of like when we were in Division Two in 1950 something we played them. I've actually got the stats here for all the games we played against Wolves. So the, we've played 73 games against them. We've won 28. They've won 27, and we've had 18 draws. Now this next bit is actually What's interesting. What's that? In? Well, is that in the Premiership? That's in, no, that? that's total. That's from like years and years and years back. It's St James's Park. There's been 36 games. Newcastle have won six. Wolves have won 22 and drawn nine. But at Molyneux, Newcastle have won 21 out of 37 games. And Wolves have only won six. And there's been nine. So our form is better away from home against Wolves than it is at home. Well, that's it then. That's the poison chalice. Thanks for that, Hodge. No, you bother. Yeah, fill us with a bit of optimism, which will be harshly disregarded this weekend top class questions there mr hodge let's just hope the, all, the, all the answers are actually right i think they are. um would you would you like to make a formal announcement about one of your questions last week we were called out on twitter uh, about the non about the non-eu footballer no we weren't shut up yes we were oh no, we sorry yeah i mean no we weren't no we weren't we're never wrong I'll t- never wrong and if we are but if, I, we'll fight if, you. if I was wrong I would have said it was Sergio Aguero not Dwight York not, was it Dwight York yeah I mean if you yeah, if you, if I mean if you're wrong. splitting hairs you're splitting yeah, hairs I mean it's, got, it's not like he's got that many goals yeah. Sergio Aguero yeah, hey, there you go then thanks for calling us out on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a, a quick one by the way you know how we're doing all, doing all these predicting scores and all that jazz uh, yes, sir. me and you will 
are drawing on a point each because we haven't actually predicted a correct score, Ooh, which would expenders. give us three points. But if you get the right result, you get a one. Great. Yeah. Oh, no. Gray's on two as well. We're all on two. You just said we're on one. No, we're on two. You just said you're on one. Oh, sorry. My bad. Well, we all predicted that the correct um, outcome of the West Ham game, so we all got a point for that. Okay. Ewan, That's good. Ewan Gray predicted the same outcome uh, for the Burnley game, which is a win, so you could both get a point for that, and I got the Man U mm-hmm. outcome correct, so we're all on two points. And you've taken our uh, predictions for the Wolves game. I have. You were 1-0. Gray was 2-1. That was 3-0 Wolves. Oof. Brutal. Optimistic. Let's hope I'm all, well, yeah, man. I was say, let's hope me or, me or Gray are right this time. <laughs> yeah, fuck Bruce. Uh, right, well, I think, uh, yeah, on the back of those top class quiz questions, that's probably a good place to end it this week. Fingers and toes and everything else crossed for Sunday. Um, let's hope we can come away from Molyneux with some points. I think we'll need luck, to be honest. Um, any parting shots from you guys? Nope. Just <laughs> good luck to the Diet Coke version of Adma Triori. I'm hoping he brings his AKA game on, uh, on Sunday. No, mad, innit? Uh, Can we give yes, ASM let's... a rub down with some baby oil and see, see who wins in a fight? No, Adama Triori will get him when he then biceps. Yeah, he would, yeah. But he just, apparently he doesn't go to the gym, Adama Triori. Oh, doesn't lift weights. Shit. Yeah. Even though there's a picture circulating of him on the internet at the gym doing weights. But it's fine. Whatever. Begrudgingly, good luck to the lads on Sunday. Uh, let's hope for some points and a good result. But other than that, we'll see you later. Ciao. Say goodbye. <laughs> the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.